Oopsla podcast brings you up to speed on topics covered at this year's Oopsla conference in Montreal, Canada. For more information, visit the conference website at oopsla.org. Hello, good evening, everyone. Well, this afternoon I brought you a glimpse of a possible future, and tonight I'm bringing you a glimpse of the past. But it's not just any past, and it's not just any glimpse. It's a a story about programming languages, which is also which are good anchors for the story of programming and computing in general. And the story will be told by the two people in the world who are possibly the most competent people to tell this story. That's Guy Steele and Dick Gabriel. Um, let me just tell you the context of this talk. Um, this was a talk that they gave at a conference called The History of Programming Languages in June. Now, this is a conference that happens every 15 years, 15 years. Um, and uh, it's about uh, 200 people, and they are mostly above 45. Um, so I thought that uh, it was just a big shame if the, the, the talk, I mean, it, I'm not even calling it a talk, the performance that they did about telling this story of programming languages was just told for that audience. So I insisted in having them here, giving it at uh, Uppsala for uh, an audience that's much bigger and much younger. Uh, so if you don't know who they are, Guy, um, Guy Steele and Dick Abel, um, for those of you who are younger and may not know exactly, this is a good time to pull up Google and uh, find out who these people are. Um, so that you know that this is really a one-of-a-kind presentation. Uh, Guy Steele is a, f a fellow at Sun Microsystems. He holds al almost every possible accolade in computer science from being an ACM fellow to uh, being a member of the National um, Academy of Engineering. Guy has done major contributions to uh, our field by being involved in the development of, of the foundation of languages and tools that we use on a daily basis, such as Common Lisp and uh, Scheme and Java. Uh, Dick Gabriel um, is Dick Gabriel. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. quirk, 50 topics or languages, 50 years of language work in 50 minutes, clever guess, yet subtler considerations lurk. To clarify one reason why, after we finish this evening's speech, Dick will have made, and so will I, 50 remarks of exactly 50 words each. 
Not every loop is a do loop. You need an index variable. The first thing any Fortran program does is set i to 1. Most likely, do does this dirty work. In later languages, a loop can step multiple variables and yield values. Such state transformer loops need no side effects. Fortran. Amazingly, after five decades, still the gold standard for scientific computation. It has morphed wildly over time, sundering card, form, card column fetters and amalgamating structured programming, data parallelism, record structures, IEEE 754, operator overloading, and soon, control parallelism. Now syntactically clunky, but maintaining its original hard-earned sterling reputation for efficiency. Should array indices start at 0 or 1? <laughs> C says 0. Mathematical tradition says 1. 0 is computationally convenient. Dijkstra argued for 0. Some languages allow any origin. But with what default? 1 for Fortran. No default for Pascal. APL provides a global variable forcing library writers to code defensively. Man, you're being inconsistent with your array indices. Some are from one, some from zero. Different tasks call for different conventions. To quote Stanford algorithms expert Ronald Knuth. Who are you? How did you get in my house? Wait, what? Well, that's what he said when I asked him about it. <laughs> Ancient as Fortran, still in use for programming numerically controlled machine tools, literally object-oriented, textual in form, geometric in content, cutting paths described as intersections and of surfaces, identifiers limited to six characters, funky syntax. Ashtrays aren't as, as important now, but factorial also is overhyped. Apps survives by solving real-world problems. Program is text. Programs are marks on a page. Semantics is how to assign meaning to those marks. Meaning is a reference to a mathematical model. Program as environment. Programs are structures and processes running in a computer. 
Semantics is how structures and processes are altered by statements and actions. Finite state controller issues stack operations such as push and pop. A compound add operation might pop two values and push their sum. The controller may test pop values to guide control conditionally. An expression tree compiled to reverse Polish form can be executed straightforwardly by a stack machine. A Buffunge program is a two-dimensional torus of single-character commands. The program counter heads north, south, east, or west, issuing consecutive commands until its direction is changed, possibly conditionally or randomly. (laughs) The stack holds integers. Digits push their values. Program loops are topological loops. Programs can modify themselves. Data parallel programs execute the same code on manifold (coughs) elements of aggregates such as arrays, sets, or graphs. Important patterns include broadcasting, replication, reduction, and permutation. Parallel prefix operations miraculously perform superficially sequential algorithms in logarithmic time. Associativity is the secret sauce. SIMD hardware of the 1980s repopularized this style. APL, hieroglyphics, terse, mathematical, 
quirky, timeshared, reliable, typeface, golf ball, selectric, numbers, characters, vectors, matrices, arrays, plus, minus, times, divide, modulo, maximum, minimum, or, signum, reciprocal, ceiling, floor, roll the dice, deal the cards, reshape, size, rotate, reverse, compress, expand, transpose, sort, reduce, scan, index, generate, times pi, catenate, matrix multiply. If APL is Emily Dickinson, PL1 is Whitman. I celebrate myself and sing myself, and what I assume you shall assume, for every atom belonging to me as good belongs to you. I too am not, not a bit tamed. I too am untranslatable. I sound my barbaric yawp over the roofs of the world. You will hardly know who I am or what I mean. But I shall be good health to you nevertheless and filter and fiber your blood. Failing to fetch me at first, keep encouraged. Missing me one place, search another. I stop somewhere, waiting for you. One morning, as A, the fixed decimal 3-2, was waking up from anxious dreams, he discovered that in bed he had been changed into a monstrous, verminous fixed bin, 15-5. And bottles and fists and feet rule the path I daily climb all uphill, all of the time. What's happened to me? He thought it was no dream. Catenate heterogeneous fields as on a Hollerith card. Portray their pattern, alphabetic, decimal integer, money, pictured with decimal point for significance, commas for clarity, asterisks for security. Group them according to purpose, name, mailing address, marital status, salary, and taxes. Process thousands of such records sequentially, recording totals and subtotals. COBOL programs have four divisions with distinct styles and subjects of discourse. Humans, machines, data, and code. 
Identification division. Who? When? Perhaps why? Environment division. Where? Data division. What? More pictorial than grammatical. Procedure division. How? English sentences with verbs and prepositions. COBOL's design emphasizes readability, at least for non-programmers. IPL5 is high-level in an odd, strange sense. It used a data representation beyond the usual point-and-pluck memory model directly mapped up from bare metal. Mimicking the hardware, an interpreter dispatched to predefined procedures. Available space lists gave us dynamic allocation, and push-down lists made recursion possible. Like many in AI language, IPL5 went against the grain of mainstream computing. If you ask me, I'd lay it at the doorstep of programming beyond human comprehension, using computers as exploration partners instead of laborers. Despite its primitive-looking code, its higher-level parts moved beyond machine-oriented programming. Fortran's syntax was catch as catch can. Soon thereafter came parsing theory and dozens of algorithms. In due course, these were winnowed to three, LR1, recursive descent, and YAC, which is LR1 with limited cheating. <laughs> now Packrat parsers are changing the game. Parsing techniques constrain your language design. Choose wisely. Consecutive words starting at address A. Index register X containing a computed offset. Load instruction with fixed base address A mentioning X. Presto, array indexing. Now do it backwards. Computed address in X. Load instruction with fixed offset. Presto, field access. Records can be heterogeneous individually and collectively and linked. Doug Ross invented that in 1960. Prior list processing used two-pointer cells. Back then, two pointers fit in one word. Given a cell address, fetching either pointer required no offset. Ross's AED language supported plexes, heterogeneous groups of heterogeneous structures linked by pointers, this work inspired Algol W's record types. Fortran means formula translating, but Fortran expressions are pale shadows of traditional two-dimensional mathematical notation. Ingenious attempts in the 1960s to incorporate such notation into programming languages relied on custom I.O. devices for both character set and formatting. Unicode now supports myriad technical symbols is it time to try again? Madcap used a modified FlexoWriter 
to allow typing of mathematical expressions in two colors, red and black. Multi-character names must be capitalized. Otherwise, juxtaposition indicates multiplication. The two-dimensional parser recognizes underscores as fraction bars and sorts out superscripts and subscripts. Indentation indicates block structure, as later in Occam and Python. Mere fact variables are single letters. At first, only Greek letters were allowed. Code in black, comments are red. Moreover, all code lines must be numbered. Return is a backward go-to, jump a forward go-to. Its loop syntax foreshadowed that of basic. Expressions use superscripts and subscripts, but otherwise are one-dimensional. The Clara May system likewise used a modified flexorider with two-color ribbon. Multi-character variables must be pre-declared. A superscript may be either exponent or index, distinguished by parentheses, or color. Special characters are used to construct large brackets and summation, product, radical, and integral signs of arbitrary size and shape. One interactive language style executes each input line immediately, except that a numbered line is stored for later execution, possibly replacing an existing line. That's your editor. Perhaps you can interpolate lines by using decimal fractions. Such lines may be automatically renumbered. Some systems have separate command and edit modes. Kemeny and Kurtz developed BASIC at Dartmouth in 1963. It was time-shared, interactive, and compiled, unlike some later implementations. It supported matrices and strings. Subroutines took no arguments. All variables were global. Remember Hunt the Wumpus? BASIC became popular with microcomputer hobbyists, especially for games, and kick-started Bill Gates' billions. Some languages are designed with people in mind. Usually, understandability and clarity are the primary thrusts of human habitable languages. Pete is designed with a particular view towards pure aesthetics of the program's source in mind. A program must literally be a work of art. Take a look and judge. Hello, world. Fibonacci, first 100. Prime number test. A pretty hello world. <laughs> A program that prints the word Pete. Pete programs use color and hue changes to indicate control flow, and the size of colored blocks represents positive integers. Programming is an exercise in both mind-mending problem-solving and artistry. Pete is block-structured, blocks of color. <laughs> Colored blocks are made of codals, pixels of code. The size of a block in codals represents a positive integer. Twenty colors have meaning, black and white, and six hues and three lightnesses arranged in two cycles, 
a program counter wanders the code. A stack, of course, a direction pointer points the way, and a codal chooser chooses blocks. White blocks are ignored. You just slide across. Edges and black blocks block the way and alter direction. What you do depends on changes in hue and lightness from the last block to this. If mathematics inspired Fortran, then Chomsky and Grammars inspired Comet. Match and replace rules operate on the workspace, a string of possibly multi-character symbols. 128 shells hold subsidiary strings. Veteran users of the text editor Tico, the first implementation substrate for Emacs, would call the workspace the buffer and likewise the shelves Q registers. Snowball replaced Comet's workspace and shells with named variables. The cost, every rule must mention the subject string to be searched. Snowball strings contain only characters, not multi-character symbols. Snowball 4 added other data types, such as arrays and tables. Snowball 4's powerful composable pattern operators still put today's regexts to shame. After a four-way competitive bake-off among color-coded proposals, these words became familiar to every computer language researcher and sparked considerable controversy. Numerous unrelated research projects quickly jumped onto the Ada gravy train, and many feared that non-conforming research might be stunted or squelched. Not the first time, nor the last.
Ambidel is a list processing programming system integrating recursive functions with a pattern matching style of programming. Two-dimensional directed graph diagrams represent program data, and programs are expressed as patterns of rules. The system has a simple core, but extends to input-output, traps and interrupts, and storage management. It is a large system. Programs are rules matched in parallel, which transform a data graph and direct control. Complex data and their relationships are central, and computation is a transformation of the data. The success or failure of pattern matching determines control flow and parallelism. Not much like that today, and all the worse. Lisp introduced several important ideas. The McCarthy conditional, inspiration for Algol's if-then-else expressions. Garbage collection, the function cons, which allocates storage as a benign side effect. Mapcar, the syntactic uniformity of Cambridge Polish notation, and a standard, easily manipulated and interpreted representation of programs as data. Hint, strings don't qualify. The function apply is the Lisp equivalent of a universal Turing machine. Given a function, that is, a description of a computation and input data, apply performs the described computation. Fortran has a Harvard architecture, code disjoint from data, but Lisp reflects the von Neumann architecture, great for writing compilers. Lisp interns strings, so two occurrences of foo will refer to the same atom. Do the same for cons cells, constant time equality tests. Urshoff knew the trick, but Goto actively promoted it. His flats Lisp machine provided hardware support. Baker showed hash consing gives order of magnitude speedups on the Boyer Lisp benchmark.
got that Java stuff down cold Though the chance that I'd write COBOL code Is a snowball's chance in hell And I basically hate hieroglyphs So I won't use APL With a 32-bit word Who knows where we would go to If Lisp weren't what he'd preferred And God wrote in Lisp code Every creature great and Microprocessor is like a comet or snowball program iterating a single universal rule. If you see a definition and a matching use, transform the use. While Lisp introduced tree-oriented macro expansion, most have been string-oriented. Some preprocessed source code for compilers, others are self-contained languages with interesting primitives. Lisp and C are called by value. Argument expressions are completely evaluated once before a procedure is called. Whoops. Algol 60, like the lambda calculus, decrees that a procedure behaves as if the argument expression were substituted for each occurrence of the parameter. They made it work, and, well, who'd have thunk it?
In the same essay, however, Hoare complained of inefficiency. The ALGOL-60 value parameter is immeasurably superior to the dummy parameter of Fortran and PL1. What a shame that the name parameter is the default. Yet some modern languages have done quite well with a modest, yet revolutionary variant called by need. Algol introduced a conundrum, matching ifs, ifs and elses. A context-free grammar works. Statements are complete or unfinished. As in life, its unfinished business causes mischief. Ban it between then and else. Floyd knew the trick, but Abrahams trumpeted it. That should have nailed it, but we labor under Santayana's curse. We must remember that, strictly speaking, formal does not mean merely rigorous, but according to form, meaning need be ascribed only to the result of a formal process and is not needed to guide the process itself. We ascribe meaning to intermediate formal states primarily, nay, solely, to reassure ourselves. We customarily describe the set of valid programs in a language by specifying a context-free grammar and then additional constraints, such as scoping rules and a type system. ALGOL 68 succeeds in one shot with an amazing grammar, an infinite number of rules, themselves generated by a consistent substitution grammar. In the 1960s, it was nearly impossible to convince people that computers could manipulate algebraic expressions the way people could, and using Fortran no less. Formac was a preprocessor in which Fortran statements were mixed with algebraic manipulations. The results were printed symbolic expressions. It operated only in batch mode. Let defines expressions. Differentiation, combinatorials, and simplification are built in. A format program describes a process of algebraic steps. Symbolic math is not huge these days. Numeric computation still rules. But this reminds me of refactoring. Could you imagine constructing systems using code that self-adapts using a technique like this? Message passing is a computational model based on human conversation. Tell a computer. Tell a friend. The advance was that a programmer could focus on what a message means to just one class of thing and not everything, avoiding the problem of generalization. From this idea, today's popular languages arose. Message passing is wrapped up in event simulation, concurrency, classes, and inheritance. Better understandings of functions, closures, and invocation fell out of the exploration of these ideas. Combining these better conceptions of closures and taking object and class-based incrementality seriously gave us generic functions. Configurations of collaborating objects gave us patterns. 
No language is more important than simula. Based strangely on Algol 60, it gave us out of nowhere, out of Norway, classes, subclasses, autonomous processes, and virtual methods. These ideas spawn small talk. C++, and Java. Oops. Didn't work. Today, OO is the programmer's workhorse. At Hoppel in 1978, Nigard called himself a research worker. I'm always delighted by the light touch and stillness of early programming languages. Not much text, a lot gets done. Old programs read like quiet conversations between a well-spoken research worker and a well-studied mechanical colleague, not as a debate with a compiler. Who'd have guessed sophistication bought such noise? Iffy, iffy, if then elsey, do odd, do odd. Case, Isaac, loop, pool, elif, file, no, no, no. If then, if then, fee, elsey, if then, if then, elsey, fee, while Elihu, unconditionally. Illinois did not knew. If do case assert, tressa, Isaac, comment, memoch, odd fee. Let's. Guarded commands plus sequencing, distilled essence of structured programming. If fee is an unordered McCarthy conditional. Execute any clause whose guard is true. Fail if none. Its, do, its dual is duod. Execute any clause whose guard is true. Succeed if none. Nevertheless, they require side effects, the go-to of data. This conversational and extensible duckbill platypus was, according to its designer, like Iverson's APL but without the array mechanics. That left the line editor, hieroglyphics, and boring arrays. A library of macroesque syntactic extensions provided an algolicious veneer. Users could define functions, operators, and linked record structures with named fields. Dijkstra's 1968 letter titled Go-To Statement Considered Harmful sparked an actual debate at the 1972 ACM conference and many considered harmful parodies. Structured programming was construed and misconstrued in many ways. Go-to-less programming, using only sequencing, if-then-else, and while-do. Novel control constructs were invented to reduce dependence on go-to. As Lisp has parentheses, so Bliss has dots. In C, a name is an R value. 
unless it's in an array or before an assignment operator or after an ampersand. In Bliss, all names are L values, period. <laughs> Maybe conciseness trumped consistency, or Unix was the killer app, or people really wanted GoTo. Intercal challenged all assumptions. And, or, and XOR are unary yet useful. Numeric literals are decimal, but input is in English words and output in Roman numerals. The blatant flaws of this granddaddy of all, all joke languages throw quotidian language frustrations into stark relief, reminding designers we can do better. The bar is big, and here's his ears. Well, it's not so good. He's tail. Oh, yeah, we're going to see all that? Well, it's not all finished. Okay, let's see what he's doing. I just went to see Seymour. You know what I saw? A new language for small ones with turtles that draw. They turn left, they turn right. They move forward and back. It is perfect for bright young minds storming to hack. With a syntax like small talk, semantics like lisp. Logo lets you be both touchy-feely and crisp. Just imagine the things you could do if you could. Learning ought to be fun, and you know fun is good, so give kids the right tools, then stand back, turn them loose. That's why Pappert is Programming Zone Dr. Seuss. Keep on going without it bumping into the thing when it goes wrong. I made a uh, procedure with me when makes it go back and forth. How to explain formally what programs mean? Algebraic semantics, any formal equational system. Denotational, lambda calculus, which has an algebra and normal forms possibly with extra primitives explained algebraically. Axiomatic, describing the states between statements. Operational, unambiguous, but perhaps, not, perhaps non-deterministic, rules for transforming state stepwise. But do they preserve meaning? Landon's SECD machine united two approaches by providing an operational semantics for lambda calculus that provably produces a canonical form, if possible. It's a classic stack architecture, stack machine with finite state controller. If you represent expressions as character strings, with linked records in a garbage collected heap, you get something like scheme. Computers are finite. Integer and real types ignore this truth. Enumerated types embrace it. Names carry semantic significance, improving readability. One can use named integer values, but true enumerated types also suppress irrelevant integer behavior. 
Every hair on your head is numbered, but your fingers have names. Sometimes this matters. Pascal is one of several that display the Wirthian design aesthetic. Strong types. <laughs> Block structure, nested procedures, records, enumerated types, subrange types, colon equals. One pass compilation imposed a curious requirement to pre declare numeric statement labels. Doing systems programming in Pascal taught us that static arrays of characters serve poorly as strings. Designed in 1972 in response to Microplanner, Conniver is a language based on assertions and syllogistic rules, precursor to expert systems, and co-cursor to Prolog. Why care? Conniver exposed the mechanisms behind automatic backtracking, used an expansive function definition syntax, took closures seriously, introduced an early let, and gave us continuations. This procedure generates winning moves for the game of tic-tac-toe. Pattern-directed invocation starts things off. Aux means local variables ahead. A database of facts for reasoning storage. Explicit search instead of backtracking. Au revoir creates a continuation to capture where you are in the search, and adieu cuts off further searches. Very French. Language designers may include domain experts. Sussman and McDermott were concerned with artificial intelligence, heuristic search, and theorem proving. Their inspirations don't seem to be the early icons of language design. The languages they favored are today considered to deserve to be and remain on the scrap heap of failed languages. Heroes use positional arguments. APIs are tight, code runs fast, typing is minimized. Functions and methods interpreting past arguments is a waste of time if you design the interfaces right and your developers are winners. Careful specs, code reviews, and testing can handle all the problems that might come up. Starting with muddle and logical languages, some designers have felt the need to make explicit the roles of arguments passed to subroutines to make making mistakes less frequent. Extreme languages almost have a language for parameter passing. Others use the procedure's parameter names. Some simplify away from extremes with syntax. Programming notations are cryptic. Why not write, why not write programs in an appropriate subset of natural language? Problem is, programming requires precision, and precise language always seems stilted. Nonetheless, this design approach can improve readability for novices and ease the task of writing new code by the copy, paste, and tweak method. Flowmatic, COBOL, hypertalk, none holds a candle to Perl with Latin syntax.
Declensional endings indicate Perl data type, scalar, array, hash, and computational role, source, target, indexed, similarly for demonstrative pronouns. Braces become sick and kiss. <laughs> A meaningful backwards keyword. Reason enough to justify Perligata's existence. <laughs> Behold Euclid's prime sieve. sweet red rose. Thou art as lovely as a summer's day. Thou lying leech. Thou art as evil as the product of a beggar and a goat. Another natural language, natural computational language is Shakespeare, designed to make programs look and sound like Shakespearean plays. The underlying mechanism is mundane, the usual finite state controller with multiple stacks and integer arithmetic. But as with Pete, the programmer must balance algorithmic correctness with aesthetic considerations. Shakespearean insults are particularly encouraged. <laughs> Variables are named after Shakespearean characters. <laughs> characters may enter and exit. A noun has the value one, or minus one if pejorative. <laughs> Each adjective doubles its value. <laughs> Thou art assigns a value to the person addressed. To prevent ambiguity, assignment may occur only when at most two characters are on stage. Summer's day. Thou lying leech, thou art as evil as the product of a beggar and a goat. <laughs> Am I not better than Ophelia? Open thy heart. If not, we must proceed to act two. Thou art as sweet as thyself. Speak thy mind. Thou art as charming as the difference between thyself and a disgusting toad. Thou art as hairy as the product of a bottomless chihuahua and thyself. We must return to scene two. 
Am I not better than Ophelia? Open thy heart. If not, we must proceed to act two. Thou art as sweet as thyself. Speak thy mind. Thou art as charming as the difference between thyself and a disgusting toad. Thou art as hairy as the product of a bottomless chihuahua and thyself. We must return to scene two. Thou art as sweet as thyself. Speak thy mind. Thou art as charming as the difference between thyself and a disgusting toad. Thou art as hairy as the product of a bottomless chihuahua and thyself. We must return to scene two. Am I not better than Ophelia? Open thy heart. If not, we must proceed to act two. Thou art as stupid as the sum of a delicious hamster and a beautiful embroidered rural lantern. Speak thy mind. Remember me. Recall my noble face. Logic programming enables the statement of what and uses theorem proving to figure out how. Sort of. <laughs> Unification, or two-way pattern matching, does some work, backtracking and stopping it, the rest. Still, you must be clever and aware of how execution works. And it can even be used forwards and backwards, really. Though based on theorem proving, Prologue embraces a transformational viewpoint and an indifference toward how horn clauses are used, uses the expressiveness of pattern matching and backtracking instead of the blunt precision of commands. Like Ambit, Prologue programmers throw rules in a pot and the implementation stirs up a solution. C, the epitome of worse is better the greatest language success story on the planet. Not really portable, but good enough. Not really multi-threaded, but we can kludge it. Not really safe, but we'll get by. We can debug anything. We're getting really good at chasing down the buffer overruns. <laughs> C's type descriptors mirror the syntax of access expressions. Contrast this with the Algol style. One glitch, complicated C types might be easier to read were the dereferencing operator postfix, like function call parentheses and subscripting brackets. Curiously, Pascal's dereferencing operator is postfix in expressions, but prefix in type descriptors. Hide your representations, Parnas cried. MIT and CMU each took a stab, Clue and Alphard. 
Both had pre-OO data abstractions with functional interfaces and iteration mechanisms. Clue had declared exceptions. Alphard's design-by-contract features predated Eiffel's. Alphard's lowest-level data was contiguous raw machine storage plus stack. Clue provided a garbage-collected heap. It's so tempting when first cobbling together an interpreter to keep values of variables in easily accessed global slots. Then you add procedures and bind parameter values by pushing old values onto a stack, then installing argument values. Then you make procedures nestable and first class, and all hell breaks loose. The problem is your your variables are dynamically bound with chronologically nested lifetimes, but first class nested procedures allow references to a variable to outlive their dynamic scope. Stacks are incompetent to implement the appealing lexical scope rule that a variable reference may may meaningfully occur anywhere within a construct that binds it. Lispackers proposed solutions to this so-called funard problem, including spaghetti stacks. Scheme, however, to emulate Hewitt's actors, took Algol's scoping rules as given, then made them work when procedures return other procedures. Textual nesting trumps temporal nesting. In general, this requires heap allocation, which compilers avoid for easy cases. Landed's iSwim language and SECD machine had already solved this problem on paper. Scheme played the happy role of bringing executable lambda calculus to the masses. (laughs) Variable binding, scoping, and lifetime are central issues. Language designers need to make thoughtful choices about these issues early on, lest they get stuck. In the 1970s, artificial intelligence researchers came to resent the level of languages, even those designed for AI. They spent their time building representational and control infrastructure rather than exploring the nature of knowledge, all because programming languages were for writing operating systems and doing numerics and not much else. KRL addressed some of this by providing mechanisms to represent and manipulate knowledge and descriptions at a level high enough to make progress. The language was influenced by Minsky's ideas about frames and the sense that human-level performance would emerge from multiple processes operating on knowledge representations under resource limitations. 
KRL code builds a web of relationships between units of partial knowledge, each reminiscent of an object for being made of slots. But the code for them reads a little like ordinary English. Programs create, elaborate, and reason about this web. Comparison to prototypes provides a holistic approach to representation. Many of these designers worked on Microplanner and Conniver. They are not known as language designers, yet their ambition level for programming languages exceeds many mainstream designers. One of the subtleties of their thinking was that knowledge and its representation needn't be definitive, only suggestive to be useful. Stream processing languages drink from fire hoses, emitting output in kind. Great for lab data and video. An outermost iteration is implicit. Key motifs are time shifting, filtering, merging, and accumulation. The synecdochal style of data parallelism, with one array axis tilted permanently timeward. If only all axes could be thus tipped. Lucid expressions denote infinite sequences of values. Each iteration computes the next element of every sequence. The operator first replicates an initial value. Next, time shifts all values. Whenever, filters a sequence, retaining only values selected by a corresponding predicate. Lucid supports recursive mappings. This program computes prime numbers in order. Lisp-inspired languages believe more in things than in strings. Believe more in functions than messages. Generic functions gather methods of the same name into a first-class function. Method combination becomes understandable as part of this coherent thing. Method combination combines the results of all methods on a set of arguments. This before method implements overdraft protection. Notice how concise the implementation is. Notice how functionality accumulates. Notice how the programmer needs to trust the implementation. This way feels rules-based or transformation-based. Though never trusted completely in the Lisp world, this idea, generalized, lives on in aspect-oriented programming. McCarthy's eval and Steele and Sussman's scheme interpreters twisted many AIers into corkscrews trying to find the meaning of self-contemplation in the structure of program execution. Lisp and Lisp and programs as data raised the question of ordinary programmers altering or adding to a language. Three Lisp is this realm's apex. Metacircular interpreter. Interpreter because it examines user code and engenders the behavior described therein. Meta because it's up a level from the user code. Circular because the interpreter is in the language it interprets, but its behavior is engendered by a process that is like it, but not identically it.
Artists and functional programmers agree all expression has value. <laughs> KRC cuddles up to math with infinite structures, set abstraction, and function definition equations using guard statements and pattern matching on the formals. Turner claims applicative languages reduce the time required to produce a correct program to solve a given problem. The function paraffin produces all isomers of N-carbon paraffins without repetitions in order of increasing size. It uses three functions that produce equivalent representations to create equivalence classes to quotient out duplicates. Lazy evaluation makes big thinking statements possible, and Donald Mickey-style memoization of function values can make it fast. Is control parallelism merely data parallelism of the program counter? Control parallelism metaphors are more anthropomorphic. Gerald Weinberg's The Psychology of Computer Programming noted that program organization often reflects team organization. Producer, consumer. Master, slave. Declarations of independence. Theories and terminology of control parallelism often echo those of social structures. Occam was based on Hoare's communicating sequential processes. Primitive processes perform arithmetic, or I.O., on channels, transferring data only when both ends are ready. Process composition operators perform all subprocesses in sequence, all in parallel, earliest in space, sequential choice, earliest in time, parallel choice, or sequential repetition. Indentation matters. An HQ9 program is a string, with each command a single character. The H command prints one line, hello world. The Q command prints out the program text. The 9 command prints out the lyrics for 99 bottles of beer on the wall. The plus sign increments the register. <laughs> That's all there is, and all you need to know. <laughs> now contemplate this striking circumstance. A language specification made you laugh. It's like an editorial cartoon. Domain-specific language so extreme, the normal feature is superfluous. But on three major benchmarks, it's supreme. <laughs> and to this crowd of geeks, hilarious. Yeah, afraid so.
Programs are just the start. Execution requires the thing constructed. Compilers, link editors, and initialization can be tough cookies. The build process demands constraints and sequencing of compilation and construction. Make and Ant take a description of a configuration and dependencies and conducts the operating system in building the program. Partway down this path, you realize a full programming language could be helpful to put together truly complex systems. Rake is Ruby's answer to Ant and Make. The trick in defining build languages is to get the balance right between a fully general programming language and a specialized dependency tool. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Name of good connotation, but to avoid a clash, he dropped the A. Wall's scripting language. Quixotic, quirky, unquestionably duct tape of great value. Like PL1, its motto might well be, why use lead when gold will do? <laughs> a dump picker's language design dream. Despite that, its lightweight muckery of strings and the stuff of OSs and the net make it the stuff of a postmodern world. <laughs> Syntax faded, and I swam in the purity of quantified conception, of ideas manifest. Truly, this was the language from which the gods wrought the universe. No, it's not. It's not? I mean, ostensibly, yes. Honestly, we hacked most of it together with Pearl.
So there you have it, a tandem talk, a random walk, less survey than picaresque. We marvel at the potpourri, the comely, homely, and grotesque. We revel in variety, in purpose, mischief, art, and craft. We hope you've learned, improved your wit, and if not else, you've cried or laughed.
Thank you for listening to the Oopsla Podcast. If you want to know more about the Oopsla Conference or if you want to get additional Oopsla Podcast episodes, visit the conference website at oopsla.org. This episode, as well as the other episodes of the Oopsla Podcast, are licensed under a Creative Commons license. The intro and outro music is by a band called The Plugs. The song is called Go East. <laughs>